Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for August 28th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. It is a faith-filled, freedom-loving, fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. So I've got a bunch of people on the radio today. Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. We also have the good sheriff, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Friday morning. And we also have a special guest, Susan Daniels. And Susan Daniels has been a private investigator forever. And she has a claim to fame. She's the one that discovered Barack's bogus Social Security number. Everybody was focusing on the birther issue, and certainly that story has wings, too. Uh, But you know what? They always claim that's a birther issue, and they mock you, and okay? Um, And that may be hard to quantify and, and deal with, but the birth certificate is one thing. The Social Security number is another thing, and this really relates to Barack Obama when he was like 15 years old. He supposedly worked at 31 Flavors in Hawaii and stuff or 16, 17, you know, teenager years. Uh, and then later, well, what happened? We'll get into the details. Susan Daniels, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. And you say, well, wait a minute, Sam. Wasn't that stuff all back in 2009? Are you just kind of, uh, you know, doing retro or what are you doing? Well, <laughs> the interesting thing about this, ladies and gentlemen, is President Trump had his convention this week. And they say Trump's a criminal and a liar. And, I, and they go on and on and on. He's a fraud. Uh, he's committing fraud. He's, okay. But the guy who they chose last week at the Democratic Convention to stand up and make the allegations against President Trump was none other than Barry Satoro. <laughs> Barack Obama gets up there and tells you what a fraud President Donald Trump is. And I look at that and I go, what about Obama is not a fraud? And I thought of Susan. And I thought of, what about that? You know, you can joke about the birther and mock the birther all day. What about the Social Security number? It never got the fair play. But if there's fraud, I've never seen it as much as in Barack's life. From everything about who he is, do we even know who he is? Is he a leader of the KGB? I mean, I have no idea, right? Everything we hear about this guy is like, what? Are you kidding me? Who? What? We just can't seem to know anything, and it goes nowhere. And this just proves how deep the swamp really is. Uh, and so with that, then, I saw an article in World Net Daily talking about this, going, hey, the SSN issue. Uh, and, and, and so World Net Daily's talking about it. I'm talking about it. Susan's right in the middle of it, and she has been uh, for quite some time. Before we get started on the Barack thing, Susan, tell us a little bit about you. You've been a PI forever, right? Uh, I've been licensed by the state of Ohio for 27 years now. So when I came across... Uh, when I pulled up, was able to pull up 
his social security number, I immediately recognized it as fraudulent because I knew how the numbers broke down across the country. They, they, they were assigned by where you lived when you applied for your number. In other words, if you know the year somebody was born and you know the first couple of digits of a social security number, you can tell where it comes from. Yeah, the first three, it, oh, first it three was okay. until June uh, of 2011, they changed it. But up until from 1935 till then, the first three numbers would identify what state uh, the numbers were assigned to. All right. So you, you, you saw the social security number Barack was using and you went, wait a minute, that's from? <laughs> well, I had to look it up. I knew it was East Coast. But the, first, the numbers were four, uh, zero, four, two, and I knew that Hawaii's were 575 and 576. So I, I immediately knew it was fraudulent. And you're going, hey, man, this can't be Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. All right, so then you dug in further, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, that was the when I was able to pull up, and I, I have access to pri- proprietary databases because I am licensed. Um, I, that was that was the string that I started pulling when I saw that social security number, and then it was uh, it was just nonstop. I went after one thing after another after another, and um, he, he that is the stolen number. When you discovered that, then what did you do? Because this is well, gotta get out, what right? I, the, the next thing I did is I, I I ran the social security number by itself. I I found it by running his name in the state of Illinois, and when th- this number came up, then I started running the number by itself, and I found all the addresses he had lived at, and I saw that. Uh, and some of the things where it said date of birth of the person who got it was 1890. And it was assigned to somebody who was born in 1890. Now, people say, how is that possible that a number assigned in 1977 was given to a person born in 1890? And I'll, t- I'll explain it very easily. Um, at that time, a lot of women used their husband's Social Security numbers, and when their husbands died, uh, I found a file where an 86-year-old woman got her Social Security number the same day as, as the one Obama used. Uh, her husband had died, and she needed her own number, and I suspect it was because she needed medical care through the government and had to have a Social Security number to get it. All right, so it's very interesting. Now, Barack obviously has had to use a bunch of different Social Security numbers because if he got that in 77. Uh, uh, I believe right. that that, uh, I, I, I believe that there are no other numbers that he used. However, I was never able to uh, complete the number. I would find other numbers with the first five numbers, but the, the Connecticut one is the only one I was able to complete. Why do you think that would be? Oh, well, because I, I it, 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 it's kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll make it as short as I can. There was, there was a lawsuit, uh, and um, when he was a senator, that he reopened that had to do with black farmers who got money from the government. And he, it had been closed for years, and he had it reopened, 
and I think he got a whole bunch of money with a whole bunch of different Social Security numbers at a lot of different addresses by using phony numbers. But as I said, though, I wasn't able to complete those, so I just left those alone. Now, you uh, tried to sue over this, right? I did sue over it. And, in fact, uh, what I did is there had been 130-some lawsuits filed against him, but they were all related to the birth certificate. And uh, every single one was turned down for lack of standing. Well, what I did to overcome that is, and mine was the only one that had to do with the Social Security number, what I did is I actually got certified by the Secretary of State as a valid write-in candidate for president. So I was actually a presidential candidate. And uh, because that was, because I had included that in uh, my lawsuit, and I in turn I sued the Secretary of State who had who had just certified me. Uh, I included that, and they couldn't they could not get rid of me on standing there. And the idea was, as a candidate, you could say, "Hey, I have standing," uh, because exactly. back in t- back in twenty twelve. Hey, you know what? If Brock doesn't have eligibility, uh, it's going to drive from the fraudulent Social Security number used. Maybe even more than the birth certificate. That's hard to get the deep the paper. Oh, the, 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 the birth certificate is is almost an impossibility. But the thing that people should remember is the one they were shown on TV by Barack Obama did not even have a notary stamp on it, which made it, it, even though it was phony on so many different levels, that made it invalid because it would have to be notarized to be valid. All right. They're being very critical about your work, uh, and they're, uh, in my opinion, putting together, um, I don't know how to word this, but false narratives uh, uh, about the research that's been done, and they're making claims that are, that are true but false. What I mean by that is they have an element of truth in them. Uh, right. But, but yet the framework in which the, they're saying the truth betrays the real discussion and the real point and the real argument in their effort to debunk your work. Well, that the best thing that happened was that people tried to challenge me because I knew what I needed to, to find to come back and defend my position. And no one... No one to this day has been able to debunk uh, what I alleged. Well, no and, one. And, and let's talk about the lawsuit, too. What if they weren't able to debunk that either. What did they eventually do? No, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I think that it was, uh, I think the decision, the, the four-page decision was pre-written before we even had a hearing here. And at the hearing, um Nobody from the Secretary of State's office even bothered to show up. Um, and uh, three days later, the judge filed, a Republican judge filed a dismissal saying that I was wrong, to think an improper Social Security number would invalidate him. All right. What we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is Obama's SSN fraud. And let's talk about how, well... Is anybody ever going to do anything about this? Susan Daniels with us. Richard Max got some questions. So does Kurt. We'll do it all in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Transport back in time to our nation's founding at the Freedom's Light Festival. Visit with freedom fighters, colonial artisans, music, contests, prizes, over 35 activities for the whole family. Schedule a school field trip and fulfill the federal requirement to teach the Constitution. Can you crack the spy codes used to win the Revolutionary War? Take home a founding document printed on the exact replica Isaiah Thomas used for the first Declaration of Independence. Register and compete in the Constitution Bowl. Join us September 17th through the 19th. Register at freedomslight.us freedomslight.us this event is completely free now more than ever we need to ensure freedom's light is not extinguished let's keep this light shining in the hearts and minds of our children freedomslight.us that's freedomslight.us All right, Susan Daniels with us, female private investigator from Ohio, researched the Barack Obama Social Security number. He's used multiple of them. How did he work at 31 Flavors in Hawaii without the Social Security number that, well, he had later in life? How does all that work? We don't know. Uh, but I'm calling it the Social Security SSN fraud uh, discussion because, really, um, I don't know that we have to prove that he committed fraud as much as he has to prove that he didn't. If we could show a Social Security number that he couldn't have had before, uh, now it turns out the Social Security number uh, in modern times is being used by a bunch of people, including a bunch of illegal aliens, right? Right. So at the yeah. least, at the least, uh, Barack Obama needs to stand up and say, hey, people can't be using my SSN. Isn't that what anybody <laughs> else would but do? But it wasn't his to start with. Well, I know, but isn't that what anybody else in their right mind would do? Sure. Uh, but the fact that he doesn't is interesting. He can get along in life without needing it, Sheriff. Right. Well, I, uh, okay, so I, I need to clarify something. Sure. So the number that you're talking about was actually given from an eastern state, maybe Connecticut? Is that what you said? Yes. Not maybe, yes. for sure Connecticut, but yes. But, yeah. So do we, know the, do we know the date that he actually got it? Uh, I know the date it was assigned. It was assigned March 28, 1977, and he was 15 years old in high school in Hawaii. So, yeah, that is really key to the whole thing right there. Yep. And, I don't, and I don't mean to play games with the words, but when you say when he got it and she says when it was assigned, words are important. I don't mean to play yeah, games. Yeah, he, and he never started important. using it until he was about 26. Right. So he, the point is, how did he get it? 
when he was 15, but not use it till he was 26. That's another very strange question. Well, he did. Yeah, obviously he didn't. He, he was not assigned it. And oh. they never, never reassign numbers ever. Well, unless they do. No, so, they really don't. Even for when Barack? Did, when did, when did uh, Social Security numbers start? Was that 1913? Or was no, it no, 1935. Uh, and the way it worked is it it actually went into effect in 1936, but it was voluntary, and in 1936, only companies with 15 or more employees needed to have them assigned. From that point on, it was voluntary. Well, and they used to have on them not to be used for identification purposes, right? Right. but uh, But the truth is, uh, the Social Security was a scam from the beginning because even though you were you, your money was being deposited in it, you weren't going to be able to collect it until you were 62 years old. That was the, uh, the, the beginning, except at that time, in 1935, the average age that people lived to was 40, 47.5 years or 49.5 years. So what they were doing is they really had not intended to pay anybody back this money. Well, and the the pay-as-you-go nature uh, uh, denotes a Ponzi scheme to start with anyway. Sure. Because uh, they won't have the money to pay it when it's my turn. Right. Uh, And that that just proves that the biggest Ponzi scheme in the world. But really, is there going to be any accountability here for this? Can you just, if you're somebody above the law in a secret combination... Uh, tied to the deep state somewhere above and beyond the president of the United States and more. Um, can you just have and use a fraudulent SSN, have a fraudulent birth certificate? No one knows the origins or the details of your birth uh, and and get away with this forever? Uh, I, yeah, apparently. Uh, apparently, if you're a Democrat, you can. Well, what, let me ask another question. Uh, sure. So wh- what was the legal reason that the judge threw it out uh it, it it it's only a four-page statement but but the most important sentence is that i was wrong that it was uh that he used an improper and the word is improper social security number you were wrong that he used an improper one uh-huh okay <laughs> isn't that stunning well yeah, it's it proper really when is. you're barack it's always proper sheriff I, I was I was so angry I can't even tell you. Well, yeah, and and I'm curious also. Did, and, uh, and oh, and the the other thing is, the judge filed his decision uh, three days after the hearing. When have you ever heard a judge file anything in that short of a period of time? Well, uh, judges are kings unto themselves, and uh, yeah. I believe the decision was written by the Secretary of State's office before the hearing was even held. Well, uh, by the way, did you ever uh, work in law enforcement, or have you just been a? No, actually, actually, I no, I was no military, no law enforcement. I just needed a job, and an investigator I knew hired me. And after I had my two years' experience in. It is required, <clears throat> excuse me, by the state of Ohio. 
um, I was able to go get my own license. But no, I, I, I had no background, no training. However, I was a paralegal. I was already certified as a paralegal. I had worked as a correspondent for a newspaper for 17 years. Uh, so all these things were familiar to me. You know, the interviews, the investigations, the research. So it just, it was kind of a natural fit. The only part is there was no money coming in. I had one client, so it took a while to get going. Wow. Well, and the reality of of being a journalist, though, teaches you some integrity about uh, learning and investigating and and the who, what, when, where, why. If you're a real, you know, real person that tracks down the news, then you do a lot of that due diligence stuff. Secondarily, as a paralegal, though, you get familiar with a lot of the terms and a lot of the Oh yeah, I was a, so. I was able to go through law uh, lawsuits uh, very very quickly. Um, I mean, my the lawsuit I filed, the lawsuit itself was eighteen pages long, and I had somebody help me with that because I I didn't know everything that needed to be included in that, but I had eighty three pages of documents supporting the lawsuit. My lawsuit was 103 pages long. Yeah, let me give you a, a comparison, which you probably don't know about, Susan, but I think it'll be relevant to your point here, which is they just simply have um, uh, judges and, and, and professional do-gooders, swamp monsters behind the scenes protecting them. So I have a friend by the name of Hans Verlin Anderson, and Hans is a CPA by trade, and he found uh-huh. himself uh, at the head of a grand jury. And so they investigated a bunch of things relating to the grand jury items that was before them. And then they also decided to investigate, and then they eventually indicted the Federal Reserve. This is back in the early 80s. Uh-huh. So this grand jury, this federal grand jury, indicted the Federal Reserve for fraudulent money. Mm-hmm. Well, all the judge did was smile and smirk and laugh and goes, it's a runaway grand jury, and he tossed out the court case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was still naive enough. <laughs> and not that long ago, to think because I was right, because I had all the proof I needed, that I'd win. I and, and had a. Re- I live in a Republican county, a, a, a rural county in Ohio. Everybody's a Republican here. All all the ju- the the judges. Well, we only have two two common pleas judges, but they're both Republicans. Uh, I bet you don't have like a hundred and twenty percent of the uh, people that are registered, though. No, we don't. But there is a county in Ohio that had 118 percent that voted for in 2012. Hey, ain't that cool? Amazing that kind of turn. And, yeah, and Barack Obama literally mocks and says, "Hey, we're grateful the Democrats are in charge of the elections." Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, something else that was interesting is in tw- in 2012 when he ran again. I I used to cover, when I was a correspondent for the Plain Dealer, I would cover election nights. And the the, the largest turnout they ever had was 72% people. And the, that was for a presidential election. Well, when Obama ran in 2012, uh, 21 precincts in the city of Cleveland had 100% turnout. And every single vote went for uh, Obama. That always That's helps. That's amazing, isn't it? All right, so let's talk a little bit about Barack Obama's life. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people have traced down the birth certificate. We know it's a fraud. It was easy right. to determine it was a fraud. I mean, they use the term African-American. 
on his birth certificate. That term wasn't even in vogue or even used back at the time at no, all. No, the Census Bureau did not approve that word. That, was, that didn't even come into the lexicon until 1992. So we know that was bogus, but when you create a false birth certificate and you create mm-hmm. a, and you use a, a bogus Social Security number, yeah, uh, you kind of go, wait a minute, we don't know where this guy went to college for sure because the college records are sealed. None of the hospitals in Hawaii will even claim this guy. Right. <clears throat> There's very few people that have tied the string to figure out the loose ends on this thing. Susan Daniels has. When we come back, we'll talk about that a little bit more. More questions from Mac and Kurt on your radio. I'm Sam Bushman. Susan Daniels with us. She's a female private investigator who discovered the Barack Obama SSN fraud. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. President Trump hauling off on Democrats as he accepted the Republican presidential nomination at the White House last evening. At no time before have voters faced a clearer choice between two parties, two visions, two philosophies, or two agendas. This election will decide whether we save the American dream or whether we allow a socialist agenda to demolish our cherished destiny. What had been Category 4 Hurricane Laura is now a tropical depression with winds of just 35 miles an hour. But it's left a mess in Louisiana where at least six people were killed and a lot of homes and businesses destroyed. The storm is now affecting Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia with very heavy rains and still somewhat gusty winds. And this is USA Radio News. I'm Dr. John Howe, veterinarian and 2020-2021 AVMA immediate past president with the latest on COVID-19 and pets. There's been a very limited number of infections in companion animals, with most cases asymptomatic or with minor respiratory issues. Here are some key tips. If you're healthy, keep practicing good hygiene with your pet. Wash your hands before and after playtime and when handling food, waste, or supplies. It's best if you don't let your pets interact with people or pets outside your household, especially if you're in an area with community spread. Exercise is important for your pet, but try to steer clear of crowded dog parks. Mind the heat. Socially distance. Keep cats indoors whenever possible. If you're ill with COVID-19, try to have someone care for your pets. If you can't always wear a mask, Don't share food, kiss, or hug your pets, and wash your hands before and after any contact. For more information on keeping your pets happy, healthy, and safe, visit avma.org. More details are coming out about Jerry Falwell Jr.'s resignation as the president of Liberty University over allegations of a sex scandal. Former pool attendant Giancarlo Grande claims he had a relationship with the evangelical leader's wife with the consent and encouragement of Falwell. Falwell denies it, but Grande said this morning on Good Morning America... Jerry's lying. That was his game plan from the beginning, to just throw her under the bus, um, which I think speaks a lot 
about who he is, about his character, and he was aware from day one of our relationship, and he, he did, in fact, watch. Weather is helping fire crews to contain California's wildfires. They've now scorched over one and a third million acres. More than 15,600 firefighters now on the front lines fighting over 700 fires in the state, many of them in northern California. They've burned more than 2,000 square miles, and they've killed at least seven people. This is USA Radio News. All right, so this question for Susan Daniels. You look at this Barack Obama character, and you go, who the heck is this guy? You've got the upper echelons of who knows where secret combination, literally letting him use a false Social Security number, or at least a commandeered one at the least. Uh, one that's not from where he grew up or where he, he should have had his Social Security originate from. Most likely using multiple Social Security numbers. No birth certificate or a fraudulent one. Somehow born to a foreign deadbeat father. And uh, I don't want to be disparaging towards his mother, but virtually a nobody little girl that gets knocked up kind of a discussion. Uh, and then the hospitals won't claim him and we can't get to the bottom of that. And everybody and their dogs investigated this 66 ways from Sunday. But he rises to the topest echelons of the United States government, becomes commander in chief, commander of the greatest military in the world. How does that happen? Who is this guy? We have no idea. We have no we we aren't even positive that Obama senior was his father. No, we're not. It could be Frank Marshall Davis. It could be uh, could be anybody. Anybody. But here's what's interesting. Not only that, you got a half black guy and a half white guy. Now I'm not downing his uh, his uh, heritage, and I'm not trying to be racially disparaging about this. But what I'm pointing out is, uh, if we're going to claim that those people don't have a chance in heck with the kind of parentage they claim he has, I mean, this guy would have no chance to go to these Ivy League colleges, to become an attorney, to become a senator first try, to become president without a challenge, to have all this cover-up. He is somebody that they don't want us to know about, I can tell you that. Sheriff, how does this happen? Well, I think uh, she alluded to it already. Uh, Democrats can get away with uh, anything and everything. Sometimes Republicans, but... Definitely Democrats can get away with murder, uh, and they have. And and certainly that brings up the Clintons. But I've said all along that Barack Obama uh, was uh, a big fraud, uh, and, and his whole life has been. Uh, first of all, the, the first thing you could easily say in his own book, he admits to being a drug addict and drug user and pothead and, and uh, that he experimented with a very dangerous uh, illicit drug. And basically, uh, his growing up years were just uh, surrounded by uh, drug abuse, uh, and and then all of a sudden he becomes this uh, constitutional scholar and and uh, professor, and and uh, he's done nothing his entire life. He's been nothing uh, but a drug uh, addict and user, um, and uh, he. Uh, he has uh, perpetrated this against the American people, but he had help. In yes, he did. And the question is, by who and why would they even do that in the first place, <clears throat> unless there's some ties we don't know about? Now, Barack's mother, <clears throat> if it really is his mother, uh, came back to Seattle, right? Susan? Right. Well, that's where she was raised. 
All right, so she was raised in Seattle. She got pregnant by who knows who, uh, and she came back there, right? I believe she came back there when she was pregnant. Okay, before she had the baby. Yes. All right, and then what happened? Well, and the reason I say that is um, I have a copy of Brock Sr.'s uh, immigration file, and in it, it says that he got his wife pregnant, and they were going to give the baby up for adoption to the Salvation Army. And um, I believe that no one, there are no pictures of her pregnant in Hawaii at all. I believe that she came up, having been raised in Seattle, I believe that she went to the Salvation Army uh, Maywood Hospital for Girls um, in Vancouver, British Columbia, and that's where he was born. Uh, she was not able to give him up for adoption because, as it turns out, the Salvation Army would not take mixed children. If you were not white, 100% white, they would not accept the, a baby for adoption. And she showed up two weeks later in Seattle uh, with the newborn, and I was told that um, in Maywood they would keep the girls for two or three weeks and then send them on their way. I don't think he was born here. I think he was born in Vancouver. Now, here's the question. If it's true that Brock had no, or Barry Satoro, whatever, had no legitimate father, meaning a deadbeat father with no capabilities on his own. Right. And or a deadbeat mother that was just some girl that got you know pregnant or whatever, nobody of any influence or whatever. The chances of Barack having the charmed, covered-up life that he had, even at the age of 15 years old, getting fraudulent Social Security numbers, this has been uh, from the cradle uh, protection and, and, and cover-up and, and secrecy and intrigue all the way from the get-go. The only thing I can oh, yeah. think of well, is that Frank Marshall Davis must be his father. His grandparents were communists, and they worked and they worked for the government. You know, they they one worked the, the, the grandfather worked in a furniture store, and the grandmother worked at a bank. But they were communists all along, and this this whole thing was this started years ago. Uh, this whole plan of him being president, he should never have been the uh, senator. And the way that they rigged that is he ran against a guy named Jack Ryan. And Jack Ryan had gotten a divorce from a, an actress named Jerry Ryan, and their uh, divorce file had been sealed. Well, somehow, mysteriously, the divorce file is sealed, and it turns out that, that she claimed that he, ma uh, he made her husband go to these sex clubs in Paris and take part in this. And it was so disgraceful that Jack Ryan pulled out of the race and automatically put Obama in as senator. Well, he certainly I mean, came it, from it, nowhere, that's for sure. Now, there's also yeah, allegations yeah. of his gay lifestyle in also, Chicago. Uh, also, uh, not to correct Sheriff uh, Mack, but he, he, is not, he was never a constitutional scholar. In fact, he taught one class as an adjunct uh, teacher at Chicago, and it was on the Alinsky method. I have an article and a picture of uh, Obama standing at the chalkboard diagramming yeah, I just, I just the Alinsky method. I because that's the claim. Yeah. Uh, yeah we we don't believe that Brock's a constitutional scholar. Yeah, We're just saying they try to well, make he, it out to be is, that way. 
Oh no, and he never he never attended Columbia. I interviewed a uh, uh, four years ago a ninety three year old uh, professor. His name was Henry Graff, who taught at Columbia for thirty or for forty six years, and he was head of the a history department. He said every political science student at that school took two or three of his classes. He never saw Obama on campus, never heard his name. And the dean, he told me that the dean told him, I never heard of this guy, but I was told to sign his diploma, so I did. <laughs> See, I, mean, does, yeah. I mean, none of this, this would have been surprising a year or two ago. None of it is surprising now, is it? No, but Sheriff, how does this happen? And if this can happen, uh, what if Barack's really like a member of the KGB? Or what if he's a, a, a communist operative? Uh, is his father Frank Marshall Davis? And this is a national security discussion, isn't it? Uh-huh. Well, it's, the, it's one of the greatest frauds ever perpetrated on the American people. And uh, Barack Obama's life is one gigantic fraud. And you know what I get whenever I bring it up? Oh, Sam, let that go. That has, I mean, come on, Sam. I mean, don't go into conspiracy land, and I'm going, wait a minute. To well, ignore it is conspiracy land. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of our history. It's part of... <laughs> but not know. only is it part of our history, we have enough facts, though, about this thing to say, wait a minute, this isn't conspiracy when he's using a fraudulent Social Security number. Look, either... either, um, either well, he Susan's- also wasn't... He was not a natural-born citizen, which is required by the Constitution for their president and vice president. And here we're faced with Kamala Harris, who is also not a natural-born citizen because neither of her parents were naturalized when she was born. And, so that's, we have a and that's, by the way, why this is coming up right now and why it's so relevant. Go ahead, Susan. Right. No, I mean, it's, a, it's an identical situation. She should not, she should not be... Uh, the, you know, named as the vice president. She doesn't qualify. And by the way, she has as communist origins as Barack does. Yes, she does. So are we just going to flat out say you're a birther wacko if you don't want communists to run the government, Sheriff? Yeah, yeah well, Sam, uh, <laughs> I think Barack Obama did one thing, and he certainly led the way for the fundamental transformation of America but it's the fundamental transformation is to communism, and uh, Kamala Harris is supposed to be the next president, and I'm really afraid that she's going to be. I, I'm, I'm scared to death that Biden's going to win, and I, I think that will propel Kamala Harris. Uh, and and she could win by voter fraud. That's my concern. Well, if we allow Social Security fraud, and if we allow birth certificate fraud, and if we allow college attendance records fraud, and... If we yep. allow senatorial election fraud, then why the heck not, Sheriff? Why the heck not, Kurt? Let's come back one more segment one with Susan. One good fraud leads to another. Oh, boy. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded 
than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. It's hard to know if Kamala Harris is a world socialist or she's just flat-out gone straight communist. Same with Barack Hussein Obama. A vote fraud, certainly a concern. But you know what? If we're not going to dig into the SSN fraud or, or the birth certificate fraud or the fact that uh, Barack Obama became a senator due to fraud, uh, I'm not really sure um, that we have a leg to stand on to stop voter fraud, Sheriff. No. No, we don't. Because you can't bring it up. You're just a conspiracy whack if you say that, right? Oh, yeah. Aren't we all, Sam? Anytime we talk about corruption in government and in uh, corruption of a certain party, uh, we're, the, we're the wackos. We're the crazies. <laughs> it's a great system, huh? Uh, do you want to respond? to the dishonesty and the crimes they commit, then you're the wacko. Do you want to respond to this, Susan? Um. No, I absolutely agree with Sheriff Mack. And by the way, I have been a huge fan of yours, Sheriff, for many, many years. And it, it's a pleasure to be on a show with you. Oh, well, thank you. So we've never met, huh? No. Well, we got to fix that for you. crying out loud. Thank you for your work. <laughs> right? we got to fix that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll work on that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you, you look at this and you go... Uh, the Barack Obama issue, you can say, well, that's in the past, Sam. Come on, we already went through that. That was back, that's so 2009. But you got a communist running for the White House VP right now where, hey, Joe Biden's half dementia. Uh, Kamala Harris is going to be the next communist to take over after Barack and undo all that President Trump has done and take us right back down that communist USA party road. Is that where we're going to head in America because we won't investigate fraud? Can President Trump bring up this social security number if barack obama is going to be the guy on the campaign stage last week for the democratic convention attacking president trump as a fraudster why doesn't president trump just fire back and say let's talk about fraud there barack hey mr sotoro let's talk about fraud where did you come from buddy forget your birth certificate you know what let's 
and, and, and dig into the origins. Let's have Malik Obama take a DNA test. Your, quote, brother from Kenya. Let's find out who you really are, my friend. Um, the president of the United States probably has more power to do that than anybody on the planet if we believe in a real president of the United States. Right, Susan? Right. Um, just to throw something out to make you feel even more sick to your stomach. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. If Kamala Harris ends up as president, how about if Hillary Clinton ends up as vice president? Yay. That'd be Boy. incredible. There you go. Then, hey, we won't even need to worry about bimbo eruptions if that happens. You'd have an all-female ticket. Huh? Huh? Well, I sit here and I think, why should I be suffering by myself? Let me spread my miserable thoughts. So hold on. If, if Kamala Harris becomes vice president then, I mean, I'm sorry, and then she becomes president, then who right. gets to pick the VP? I think I I think Congress does. I'm not sure. I don't think the president does. I think Congress does. But we don't know what's going to happen with Congress. Well, we we know this. If if, uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden win, the chances of us taking back the House and keeping the Senate would be pretty slim, too. Yep. We know that much, right, uh, Kurt? I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm glad I'm old. I mean, imagine, uh, you know, maybe this is one of those cases where I'd be like, oh, so we got a choice between Hillary and maybe uh, Pelosi, maybe. Uh, well, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. One I, of those I, winners. I think it'd be pretty neat if I could ha- if I could be the first uh, husband uh, in the White House. <laughs> I think it'd be incredible. I could have dinners with all the wives of the Senate and everything like that. It'd be incredible to host all those lovely ladies, wouldn't it? <laughs> what do you think of that, Sheriff? Great hey, Sam, do you think that'll be all right? Just get more interns, man. I'm just saying, this, we have just gone to the psychosis. America has developed the psychosis, which, I mean, we laugh because we don't want to cry. But this That's is just right. insanity, folks. Absolutely insane. You have the I'll pain give you a little cheap. reality check, No one knows check, who this though. guy is, followed up by a declared known open communist. I would say this, though, at least, um, you know... The one thing I will say is I'll be really surprised if um, the president doesn't win, you know, at least, you know, like 48 states to none, to two, I, I will guess be you'd two. say, California and New York, probably. Uh, but, you know, if, if you know, the worst happens and, uh, you know, somehow we get Biden and uh, Harris you know, I'll be probably more surprised than uh, if the moon fell out of the sky. Well, Kurt's you know, counting but, on no uh, election fraud, right, Kurt? Well, I, you know what? It it took divine providence to get Trump into the White House, having never run for office before. Uh, I have faith in God that He will have mercy on us. Um, he, I, I just believe that. I believe that Trump will get back in again. I don't think that all their cheating, everything they've tried to do to hurt him has backfired. It, this whole thing, it keeps going like a like a Roadrunner cartoon. And the, the Democrat Party, like the Tom coyote, it keeps getting blown up. <laughs> it's like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Good point. It, yep. It's it's a little bit crazy. Uh, But all I'm telling you is the contrast has never been greater, Susan, that I can see. In my lifetime, I look at it and I say, you know, I've always kind of looked at the Republicans, the Democrats as, man, they're all part of the swamp. There's a few good guys. But other than that, hey, 
and now I'm looking at it and going, the contrast is just too stark, too great. Well, but I don't believe it's between the parties. I think we have a uniparty. I think the difference is Trump because he is not a politician. I think he is the exception. I see I see the Republicans and the Democrats with the symbol of a of a snake with two heads. But I think that Trump is he he's the only person in the government I trust right now. There's no doubt he surprised us all because he comes from a very rich and famous background hangout and hobnob with all the swamp and everybody else, but he has actually shocked me in the positions that he's taken, and his, he's had some real guts to stand up for a lot of them. Do you think he'll bring up the Social Security number, and how do we help him do that? This could well, seal this I, election, Well, I have a it? couple of plans. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not anywhere near done with that, and I, I have a couple of ideas, and if he gets reelected, I think that, uh, I think that I can, there's people that can help me uh, succeed with what I want to do. Well, if we can help with that plan, let us know. You know how to get a hold of me. I can get a hold of Sheriff Richard Mack. We can do a lot of good. Remember, Sheriff yep. Richard Mack's been the only one to beat Barack Obama in the yep. courts over a non-sexual matter. The only one. Yes. Oh, that was Trump. Or that was just, Clinton, that was, I mean. That was Clinton. Sorry. Clinton, yeah. Just, so, you know, there's imagine, a pretty good heresy there. Or, uh, I'm just sorry, imagine in the there. days of the, uh, what, uh, oh, traveling circus. Uh, in today's world, we could have the... Sheriff Mack and our our guest today, um, you know Hans Anderson, uh, you could put together a whole group. Of, well, what I'm saying is, I mean, imagine if circus. you went city to city, yeah, uh, and you really hit on this. I mean, it'd be great, but I I guess we could just do it on a Zoom call and save everybody the travel. Yeah, nobody can communicate or anything like that. <laughs> you know, I, well, I look at this thing and I say, there's got to be a way. I know um, they say that the, the wheels of justice grind so ever so slow and so ever so fine, but yet they do catch up. And I, yes. I pray that will really be the truth. Isn't that our hope right there? Susan? Yes, yes. And you know, it may not be in my lifetime, but I, but but the truth always comes out in the end. And you know what? With the truth, it shall make us free. I think there can yep. be accountability. I don't believe that a secret combination is unstoppable. I believe what it requires is sunlight. And I want to really congratulate and thank Susan for shining that light on this issue. And you can say it's a non-starter issue, but I'm saying if somebody can have all these fraudulent details about them and become the leader of the free world, does it get more dangerous than that, Sheriff? No, it probably doesn't, Sam, and you're right in mentioning secret combinations uh, because it literally has uh, put a man like Barack Obama in the presidency of the United States, and it's astonishing how they can do that. And uh, they they do commit murders and plunders and uh, to get gain and to get power and to control the people, and that takes us back, of course, to what's going on today with the coronavirus. And uh, it, it is a scary situation. I hope Susan's right that uh, that uh, righteousness will win and that God will bless us. But I, I don't know the way our country's going. I don't know if we're deserving of any of his blessings anymore. I pray that he will, uh, and I pray that Trump will get back in. But I don't know. I I I really don't think he's going to. But I pray that you guys are all right, especially Kurt. Well, and I will say this. I, I believe that uh, that he will. And the reason I do is I think that they can commit vote fraud when it's fairly close. 
they can commit fraud when it's it's harder to distinguish. Uh, but when it's such a contrast and there'll be such an overwhelming slam dunk for President Trump, I don't see how they can fraud their way out of that one. The, the, the disparity is just too great, and, and I think they know it. And so I, I don't believe that they'll win the election. What I do think they'll do, though, is after the election, they'll take off the gloves, and you ain't seen right and yet, folks. You ain't seen those folks uh, take to the streets in their communist Alinsky agenda where all things are brought to extreme to try to overwhelm the system. You ain't seen nothing yet, folks. Write it down. Remember who told you first. Final words yours, Susan. We thank you for your leadership, your involvement, your truth-telling on this, and we want to have you back. Oh, well, thank I, I have. I'm so appreciative of being on because... You know, nobody has paid attention to this for years, and it makes me very happy that it's coming to the forefront again. Well, it's World Net Daily and Liberty Roundtable, the two that are willing to beat on that turret. Uh, everybody else seems silent for some strange reason. Right. But they, I appreciate you having me on, and it's a pleasure to meet Kurt and uh, Sheriff Mack. Is there anything you want to tell America? If you could tell America one thing in your entire life to the world, what would you say? Be hopeful. You know, be a good person and be hopeful, and everything will be will end up all right. It's going to be a hard, it's going to be a, a tough road, but but it will end up all right. The point is, God is in His heavens, and He has right. not forgot about us. And if we do what He asks us to do and do our part, we need not fear. Right. All right, I love it, Susan. We sure appreciate you. Godspeed. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, there she goes, doing a phenomenal job. I think we lost a good sheriff, too. Did you Did you get lost, Sheriff? All right, we'll have to get this. It sounded like I heard a click or something. Yeah, there. and I think that was uh, maybe, Sheriff. Maybe, but, uh, Kurt, yeah, uh, do you want to have a final word on this? Because I think Susan really brings it round to, uh, in my opinion, the, the salient point that matters. Well, and she does, I mean, she tells us what's really important, and she shows us by her example somebody that's, uh, you know, she could be just worrying about uh, doing shuffleboard or, you know, going from uh, some party to the next, but yet she's uh, using her her life to serve her country and uh, push forward truth and uh, liberty and freedom and the right things. I mean... Uh, she's she's a good example for us to follow, Sam, right? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you got to keep your eye on Senator Kamala Harris, though. Not only is she going straight communist, but she has serious socialist ties. The Epic Times uh, has the details on that as well, Kurt. Uh, and that's a news source that's really starting to make waves and make a difference, too. Uh that I think is important to follow. There's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things in Liberty Roundtable Live. Our goal is to highlight them. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, good Sheriff Richard Mack. Thank you, Kirk Crosby. Uh, and we declare, you know, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore a grand old republic, but you got to expose and pull down power, not seek it. you got to seek to pull it down. And you got to stand for the light of truth. And you got to humbly stand for God, family, and country. That is the essence of of Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. Oh,
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for December the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Kirk Crosby's with me, as you know. And our premier guest today, Eric Mutsos, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, if you don't know who he is across the country and around the world, uh, he's the cop that didn't want to go along with the gay and lesbian agenda promoted in Salt Lake City. And uh, that's where I first learned about his valiant stand. Doing a phenomenal job since then. He's been involved in so many things, it's hard to put your finger on it all. He's a great business leader, putting together business conferences and business events. Uh, he's been involved in filmmaking and broadcasting, and man, he's just getting started. Eric, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Sam. Have I done the intro justice? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, when, I, when you talk about all these things, I, I sometimes think, like, how do I get myself into these things? Uh, answer, sir, because you have a conscience and liberty matters. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on. I've, I've heard you. Oh, I've, I've actually met Kurt a, a long time ago. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad to, I'm glad to talk to you guys. All right. There's so much to discuss. So little time. So there's a, a, a place in Utah, uh, called Liberty Hall. And Liberty Hall is up uh, near Ogden there. And uh, Liberty Hall is going to be having a premiere showing on this Saturday night. So the 5th, as far as I understand, there's going to be two showings of the non-essential film. Uh, Eric, tell us first off how you uh, got involved in the film. Tell, or, you know, tell us about the film. Well, we had our first, we did our first rally. I, I've never done anything like this, by the way. Um, we we had our first rally because I was protesting the snitch line that Salt Lake city put up for, um, all of the, you know, you call the police if, if you're not social distancing. So a bunch of my friends that still work at the police department at Salt Lake city, they called me and I was just livid. And so I called the snitch line on myself and I just said, Hey, there's going to be a cop coming to do a big protest. And they said, well, he can't do that. And I said, well, he's going to, and it's, going to be on saturday and then uh two to three thousand people showed up on that and that was in april we were, we did the first protest on the lockdowns uh back in april and then that's where the utah business revival was born um because then every every event that we had i just said hey we're gonna shop uh for you know local businesses purchase food and then and then the idea grew into having kind of like a a big kind of like a fair almost like uh a home show outside. So then we had another one where 65 businesses showed up in Vineyard. We had 5,000 people, uh, five or six food trucks, 22 elected officials showed up. And then someone came with a, a, a sign, or excuse me, someone came with their book of business that they did like stages, you know, like a concert stage. And I said, we're going to have a concert. And so, you know, I used to sing country music before I was a cop. And, and so I knew Colin Ray, the country singer. So we did the first American concert since COVID down in Iron County. So the film is about all of this and about how the government kept trying to shut us down with the concert, but we finally got it off the third time. And when you say pretty... you got it off the third time, you tried to have certain venues that shut you down. And so you had to move venues, right? 
That's right. Yeah, we like the city of Kaysville, the city council turned on the mayor. They wanted to like, you know, kick her out of office. Um, then we went to Grantsville and the county commissioner there threw a huge fit that we were going to kill people. But on the same day, they had a big, you know, racing event at their venue. And so the whole thing's just about the hypocrisy of Utah government, but it's also going to hopefully bring hope to people in America that we, we are the ones that have to be, we're, we're the ones that have to be the answer to this. Amen. Uh, and, and to typify the point you're making is in California, you know, bars and strip clubs can stay open, but churches are shut down. I don't know if you know about this headline, but there's a pastor who decided he's going to turn his church into a temporary family-friendly strip club. I don't know if you've seen this. And uh, what he's going to do is he gets up at the pulpit and he takes off his coat and then he takes off his tie and he says, I got to strip down for this to tell the tale about the Lord, you know, but it's family friendly. So it's not really a strip club, but he just says, hey, that way I can stay open. See, and that just kind of uh, typifies your point, right? Yeah. And the devil, the devil's just laughing at all of this. People don't understand that this is a spiritual war. Um, If you believe, if you really do believe in God and scripture and prophecy, this is it. And people that are just sit, sitting by, knowing deep down that there's something wrong, um, there's going to be accountability that you're going to have to answer to, in my, in my belief. And, and I'm not saying that as someone who thinks they're better. I'm, I've got a lot of things to answer to in my life, too, Sam. Um, I'm a sinner. But right now is the time to stand up. It's the time to use your voice, whatever field you're in, whether you're... I just got done talking to a nurse who... They they didn't want her, and this is in the film actually. Um, she's in the she's in the documentary, but they're they're not allowing um, perfectly good organs to be uh, used for people that are dying because of COVID nineteen. So you can get a you can get an organ for AIDS, you can get an organ for hepatitis, but you can't get an organ for coronavirus. And she's literally watching people die, and so she spoke out on the documentary. She was a nurse from Utah, uh, but they didn't want her to tell that. And so there you have are, it. And so this same thing's true. You're saying, hey, they didn't want you to have your patriotic concert, but yet they can have other events that are that are big. You can, you can't meet is, to go ahead and be peaceful and and discuss the problems we're facing. But yet, if you want to riot, by all means, right? The, the, and that's why that's the scripture prophecy that talks about the good is evil and evil is good. This is where we're living. Everything is, you know, uh, Thanksgiving. You know, you you're scaring everybody to have more than ten people, but then on Black Friday the stores are jam-packed and so i'm telling you the devil laughs at all of this and so the only way to fight evil is with good and the only way to fight darkness is with light and so we're continuing to gather we we gathered during that two-week thing where herbert you know was trying to scare everybody we had a big showing at a at a theater where we packed two different theaters back to back um because we're we you have to fight you have to push back against these guys so you can go to nonessentialfilm.com nonessentialfilm.com and you can help uh, donate if you want you can watch the trailers we have two trailers on there um, and because we're doing all of this you know the guy that I found <laughs> so so to answer your question <laughs> how did you get this film going the, the on our first rally um, Steve, the, the guy that helped me do it, I met him at our first rally. He was just filming for fun, and I saw one of his videos. I'm like, man, we got to connect. And then he had the idea to do a documentary. I said, let's do it. So then he just, him and his wife came to every event. We had, like, close to 10 
events this this the whole year of 2020, um, probably eight different business revivals. And in each one of them, there were thousands of people that came to help these small businesses that are dying. And so that's, that's what I've been doing for 2020. All right. So let's talk about it a little bit. Liberty Hall, Saturday night, two film showings. What are the times? Uh, 6 p.m. and then 7.30. So we'll do a, the film is about an hour long. It's free. So anyone listening can come for free. Um, all of our events are free. Um, and then, and then, uh, after each film, we're going to do a question to answer. Q&A, ladies and gentlemen, with Eric Mutsos, uh, understanding the non-essentials. So let's talk about the name for a second, because I think it really is, there's an educational lesson uh, in the name, Eric. Yeah, so so Steve came up with the name, which was brilliant, in my opinion, because he had, you know, references to 1930 Germany. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. And the more and more and more I thought about it, absolutely. It, this is exactly like 1930 Germany. Now, people, now I'm not saying that, you know, Herb, Herbert and all these governors are, are Hitler. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that the principles of silence and conformity are the same. And when you're dealing with globalist, agenda-driven, evil people that, that want to crush the Constitution and the U.S. economy— there is no difference because they would do the same thing. You, you really think that a party that kills millions of babies per year wouldn't do something like that to a regular human being? Um, I mean, we've had almost 40 million abortions uh, worldwide in 2020. They don't value life. So, so that's how non-essential came about because that's what they did in 1930. They would choose who's essential. And it's crazy. They're using the same wording. They're using the same wordings as the as uh, the Nazis did, essential and non-essential. Still, yes, you know? they are, and they're not only using it, but they're using it in businesses too, or your ability to <clears throat> support your family. What they want to do is break the rice bowl, if you will, of those who uh, don't go along with their agenda. And so, um, you know, you work in probably a non-essential job there, uh, Eric, or I work in a non-essential job, you know, or whatever. And they're trying to basically uh, play games with that. And I think that everybody's living is essential. Well, <laughs> unless you're going to depend on the, the government, playbook. right? Well, think about the, the devil's playbook. And, and it started with the pandemic before most people. And that's part of the documentary. Um, I think it was 1918. There was a there was this kind of wannabe pandemic back then. And then it just slowly turned into this. If people don't realize that the the. Nazis went after the Jews, not not just because of their religion. Everyone thinks it was because of their religion, but it wasn't. It was because the Jews were successful business owners. Um, they were entrepreneurs of their time. Yeah, because you can't take down society without taking down the prosperity and stability of that society. And right. sadly, finance is at the crossroads of that reality check. Eric Mutsos with us, ladies and gentlemen. Nonessentialfilm.com. Eric Mutsos.com. It's not a, yep, not a, yep, thank you. Nonessentialfilm.com, Eric Quick pause, folks. Hang tight, Eric. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim, a strategy 
like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Mutsos with us. EricMutsos.com, one website. The other website, Non-Essential Film. With an S, NonEssentialFilms.com. Did I not get that right, Eric? I, I might have butchered it. Yeah, that. no, it's just film. It's just F-I-L-M. Okay, so no film. S is the point, right? Yeah, Non-Essential right. Film. You can watch the trailers of, of the documentary, but he did, he did such a good job. I'm really, really uh, proud of how he put it all together because he i mean he's kind of doing what i'm doing is just putting it all on the line right now and and yeah who's he again let's talk about him for a second oh steve Sorensen. so steve uh, Sorensen is the main filmmaker here right yeah that's right and he's i mean he he mainly he's really good with like web and he, he puts together commercials for for uh companies he's really talented that way but he just had this really strong prompting to do a documentary and he has done a fantastic job so uh, he keeps updating it. You know, we put in, I guess, from speaking out, you know, I get a lot of information from people that in the state of Utah that I'm, I feel kind of fortunate with the information, so I have to vet it. But this video that came in of Governor Herbert, it spoke for itself. Um, he's After he shamed everybody in Utah County about not wearing a mask and about how we're going to kill people and grandma, uh, he shows up to a party and gets on stage in Utah County with all, it's a big donor party back in, uh, I think, first part of October. And he doesn't have a mask on for about 30 minutes. He's, we, we have him on video wiping his nose, shaking hands, hugging people for about 30 minutes. And the mainstream media went quiet on it. Um, I did a post on Instagram, and it got 170,000 views. And um, finally, a news station picked it up, but the way they spun it was that Herbert, you know, he explains himself, you know, and he, and he says, Oh, I got rushed. I was on stage. I just wanted to speak for a second and I got rushed. And you can see him on the stage, like looking for people to talk to because nobody's giving him attention. And so, so he's not telling the truth. 
And so we show that in the film. Uh, we also show how our, our Facebook group got shut down uh, by uh, Facebook. No, no reason why. They didn't even give us a, um, a reason. And so I contacted my old representative, Kim Coleman, who I love. Uh, she's, she's, she's awesome. I really wish that she would not stop in politics because she's got a really good track record on um, not, not voting for government to grow. But anyway, she contacted Mike Lee. Well, Mike Lee just happened to be grilling uh, Jack Dorsey and uh, Zuckerberg that week for all of the, you know, social media censoring. Well, he called, Mike Lee called Zuckerberg personally on his cell phone and said, hey, what about the Utah business revival? <laughs> and so Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg uh, personally restored our group. <laughs> and so that's in the film, too. Um, it just goes to show when good people work hard, wonderful things happen, Eric. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And and I think what's happening is you're seeing people like Mike Lee, like really, really realizing the 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 weight of his calling. And, and you know, I'm proud of him for for at least going to Zuckerberg and standing up for us, even though there's thousands of Facebook groups that are getting taken down probably daily. Um, anyway, so it was just really good. So that's part of the film. And then uh, obviously the concert, we have some really, really good footage of the concert. Um, um, and then well, I'm going to bring up an interesting thing too. You say Colin Ray did the concert, right? Yeah. Tremendous concert. Willing to stand up as a patriot. There's two, believe it or not, rockers starting to push back pretty hard too. I don't know if you saw the story, uh, but it looks like uh, Eric Clapton, is going to be uh, performing a, a song that really rejects the lockdowns. Uh, I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's what has to happen. I was telling my wife, she's like, well, when everything goes back to normal, I'm like, sweetie, it ain't going back to normal. I said, all of these events are going to have to be pushback protest events. Um, because once they take their foot, I mean, this is a globalist agenda. And once they get a foothold, they're not going anywhere. People don't realize that like insurance companies aren't going to give. That's another thing people don't realize all these big events. The reason why you're not seeing movies being made is because insurance companies won't insure the, the production of any of this stuff. And so you have to get insurance for a concert over, you know, 500 people. There's no insurance in the country that will do it. So I, I had to take the liability for the concert. Wow. So, ladies and, and so, gentlemen, just so you know, it's Eric Clapton and uh, Van Morrison, the two people that are putting together. Uh, uh, we should get a hold of them. We need we to. You're right. We, we need to do that and have another concert. But here's the point. They're, they're releasing it uh, on the 4th. Their single's coming out about it, and they're both pushing back. They're taking a bunch of flack, and here's what they say. You know what? We either do this or the industry for music and, and live performances is completely done. So we yeah. need to do this to preserve our industry and our ability to, to, to uh, you know, make a living. And they're just blatantly yeah. saying it's that simple of a discussion for us. We're not even interested yeah. in the politics of it, they say, but we are interested in making sure that we have a future. Well, I, I totally agree. And, and if you can help me get a hold of those guys, send them an email. Because uh, I I've can got... try. I don't know them personally, so it's going to be hard, but we could certainly try. Well, I've got a venue in Iron County. And that, this is why elections matter. Iron County in southern Utah, you got a you got a county commissioner named Paul Cousins, 
who is probably the greatest patriot in a position that he's in, he's been fighting the entire time. He's been fighting back against Herbert and Cox. Very, very vocal. Um, he's the one that gave us our permit. That way guys you like got, we can say, I got a cousin in Iron County, right? Well, you got a sheriff down there, uh, Ken Carpenter, who under he's a constitutional sheriff. As soon as Herbert tried this crap, you know, trying to threaten people with $10,000, he immediately put out a press release saying we're not we're not enforcing any of this, and so that's why elections matter, and that's why we should have constitutional sheriffs versus a a, a city puppet chief, um, because most chiefs are just puppets to the political mayor, and that's why I don't I don't believe that that's how um, law enforcement should be with city. City police departments. I You're just right about I mean, that. I, Amen. Hey, are you part of a, a Richard Max Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association? Um, no, but I've heard of, I've heard and watched, I've watched his stuff, but I'm not a part of it. All right, well, we got to make that happen or whatever, and work on that too. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's work on this concert. See what we can do to uh, you know affect change there. It's important. The main thing going on though is this Saturday. This <clears throat> this two uh, episode showing, and the reason we're having two showings is because. What, the place only holds like 180 people or something, Eric? Yeah, just in case. I mean, I, I, the reason why we're doing two is because last time we had two theaters full, and that was in southern Utah. So we're just taking, we're just making sure, um, who knows, who knows who will show up. Sometimes a lot of people, sometimes only 50 people. So um, we're ultimately, we're going to have it online for people to access, but it's just so much better right now to gather i'm so convinced that god wants us gathering and he wants us together you know that we did a spiritual revival i had the idea to do a spiritual revival in the summer where once once they closed churches and ksl you know they came out with an article said that the the government's going to allow you to go to church but you must social distance but what they don't understand is that they don't have the authority they, they don't have the authority to allow anyone to go to church at any time. And people don't understand their rights, including church leaders all over the world. They don't understand their rights, and they're not pushing back. And it's, it's really sad to watch, because that's what the Scriptures are full of. The Scriptures are full of radical, overstepping governments crushing religious freedom. And we're just watching it happen. Sadly, we sadly we are, and same thing with the elections right now. You know, there's fraud in the elections all over the place, uh, and people have allowed that to happen. What I've kind of articulated to everybody is, look, this just didn't happen overnight, folks. We've allowed this to go on uh, for quite some time. In fact, you're doing interviews now, video interviews and stuff like that. You did an interview on your website, EricMutzos.com. Yeah, I I want you to come on, Sam, if that's okay. All right, we'll do it, of course. Explosive Dominion Evidence is the title of this one, right? Yeah, I mean it's 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 everywhere. The whole thing, 2020 is is a lie after a lie after a lie, from coronavirus to the race wars. When I was in law enforcement, Sam, I never ever heard a racial slur in seven years from any police officer out of like 600 cops, not one. That's because the rank and file Americans aren't racist. We don't care. Good people are our friends. Bad people are not. It's that simple, right? It is, and and so it's just another lie that they tell that trying to bash America. And it's like uh, when I was, you know, I'm a white guy from Utah, and and when I was 10 years old, I had Michael Jordan hanging on my wall. 
Why? Because he was a great basketball player, and young kids like heroes like great basketball players. That's why, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Liberty Hall in Far West this Saturday night, the 5th of December. Two showings. You can type in uh, Liberty Hall venue. Liberty Hall venue. Two showings, 6 and 7.30 p.m. They're free. Quick pause, and we're back. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. 100,000 ballots went missing from Wisconsin voter rolls on election night. A semi-rig with 24 pallets of pre-filled in ballots went from New York State to Pennsylvania on election night. With these kinds of allegations of voter fraud, the mere numbers could easily overturn the election. The day after the election, the Postal Service uh, supervisor asked me if I'd forgotten ballots the night before. I didn't have any. 100,000 ballots were supposedly missing in the state of Wisconsin. I can tell you I took 24 pallets from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster. Addresses on them. But if we don't pick the people that are making the decisions on our behalf, then we have a rogue government doing whatever they want to do. Mainstream media and William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, claim that they have no evidence of voter fraud. Thanks for listening. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50, and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Petitioners in Pennsylvania are asking the Supreme Court to hear their complaints. USA Radio News' Dan Araki tells us more. Representative Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania is leading a group of petitioners asking the Supreme Court to nullify the certification of the election in his state. Kelly is asking for an emergency order that would revoke last week's certification of former Vice President Joe Biden's win. He also filed with the court to hear an appeal of his lawsuit regarding the constitutionality of Pennsylvania's no-excuse absentee voting. His suit, which was denied by the state Supreme Court, said that the Pennsylvania legislature violated the state's constitution when they changed mail-in voting rules. Texas Senator Ted Cruz has thrown his support behind Kelly's petition. In a statement Tuesday night, Cruz said that the group's suit raised serious legal issues and needed to be heard in an expedited manner. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Cyber Monday was a big deal in America. Spending was up 15% this year, with an estimated $10.8 billion spent in the U.S. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Mutzos with us. We're talking about the event going on Saturday night, the 5th. Type in Liberty Hall Venue, Utah, and you'll find it. But they're going to have two showings of the incredible film, Non-Essential. 
nonessentialfilm.com to learn more. But uh, 6 o'clock Saturday night, 7.30 Saturday night, two different showings uh, will be happening at Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah. So not only did uh, Eric do some uh, great work on explosive Dominion evidence, but you also had a chance to speak with new U.S. Congressman-elect Burgess Owens, right? Yeah, 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 Bert, yeah, he's been, he went to probably four or five of our rallies throughout, throughout the summer, um, you know, kind of in protest with us, so I, I, I got to know uh, Burgess, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really glad that all the Dominion stuff started coming out, because it's my belief that if that didn't come out, Bur- Burgess would have, they would have stolen it from him as well. Salt Lake County, has needs to be investigated in my opinion they've had uh, i don't believe their election system i don't believe you know why did why did spencer cox come so quickly out on uh the presidential election saying that everything's fine why did he come out on cnn um little old spencer cox saying how there's nothing wrong with the election um from utah you really well so did really Mitt Romney did the same thing right yeah, you guys really know. You guys really know from from your hiding out in your farm in in the middle of Utah that nothing went on in Michigan or Pennsylvania or Wisconsin. You know that, Spencer. Well, and how do it you makes, even know about Utah though? Unless you were on the ground in all these venues, you wouldn't even know anyway. There's not been time to investigate. That, that's what I'm saying. And so you've got a man. That I'm just what I'm trying to say is that I believe in my heart that the corruption runs deep in the state of Utah, and they will do anything to win these seats. Um, just because these guys wear, you know, white shirt and ties means absolutely nothing when it comes to politics. I mean, the, the same men in scriptures, you know, the high priests in scriptures, they were the worst of all. Yeah, the Sadducees and Pharisees of the Savior's Day, if you will. Yeah, well, plus in the Book of Mormon, you know, it's the, it's the high priests. The high priests were the ones that were, you know, killing Abinadi. These guys are the ones that thought they were the, had the, you know, the spirit with them when they were the most wicked. And and you can see um, the same patterns going on. And so the, the I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that Bur- Burgess, I'm really glad all the Dominion stuff c- came out because I think they were like, oh, crap. So let me explain kind of how this went down. The Burgess was a, was a big battle. It was close, right? And the point you're making is, hey, you know what? They had that ready to kind of um, manipulate, but yet when so much scrutiny came to bear, uh, they decided they better maybe not manipulate that and pull out a win because otherwise they'd be in focus. And they may have Absolutely. just said, hey, let's lose this one because we don't want to drag the whole thing out before everybody to see, right? Absolutely. That's that's my that's the way that I think. I have no evidence of that. But if I were to bet the my fake farm, like Spencer Cox has a fake farm, um, I would I would bet it on there because because the, the numbers were way, way, way too close. And usually, when they're close in Salt Lake County, they always go towards the Democrat. And so, I always, I, I want to look back all the way to Jonathan Johnson race with uh, with Herbert. I want to look at the the district attorney's race with Sim Gill and Nathan Evershed. I want to look at the uh, Jenny Wilson and uh, Trent Stagg's race just barely for mayor. Um, I don't believe any of it, and and so that's why we the people have to get engaged at a whole nother level. Like we've got to take our country back. And, and I think one of the problems is Sam 
is that we, including myself, and I don't want to say we as in you, because I know you and Kurt have been fighting for a long time. Yeah, we've been fighting for a long time, but you're talking societally too, right? Uh-oh, we lost Eric. Oh, there you go. Oh, go can ahead. you hear me? Repeat yourself. Can we you lost you for a second. Go ahead. We can hear you now. Well, you've got, you know, church members all around the country thinking that they're good people because they're wearing a mask. But then when, you know, their church leaders ask them to go to a caucus meeting, well, why didn't they do that? You know, nine out of ten members didn't do that. But that was a direct letter from, you know, church leaders. Go to your caucus meeting. Nah. You know, because they were warning, hey, if you don't do this, this is what you're going to get. And so now the churches are being abused by government. And it's really sad because of us. We're the ones that allowed this to happen. Yes, I agree. That's completely true. And that's what I meant about election fraud. It didn't happen overnight. You know what? President Trump put a fraud team together to look into this four years ago and it got shut down. We've known about the Dominion fraud voting machines since like 2000. Okay. We've known about manipulations of other countries' elections and the American uh, CIA being involved in that for literally decades. Okay. This is nothing new. And I'm sad that it's happening right now, right? But we can't all of a sudden just wake up and go, oh, man, this is an alarm. We got to, we, you know, we got to have this fixed immediately. It didn't get broken overnight, and it's not going to get fixed overnight. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't, I don't want to see the fix, and it doesn't mean I'm not saying we shouldn't work for it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can't expect to clean it up all in a day. It's just not going right. to happen. The secret combinations are too above the people, Eric. Yeah, that's that's right. And it just it just makes you think like at least me, I think about how how prophecies coming to pass and there's just no way to stop this except for, you know, are you going to look back and are you going to say I was one of those who fought, you know, are you, you going to look? Yes, back I your am, life sir. And, yeah. And, and, and me, too. Uh, I am, too. I I because I just don't want to be one of those guys who who are are concerned about if I'm going to have a job, you know, because if we don't stand up right now, ain't nobody going to have a job. We're going to be under a communism in the United States of America. Yeah. And and they're literally openly pushing for a universal basic income for all of us. Hey, we'll lock you down, but don't worry. We'll give you a check. They're openly blatantly proposing that right this very second. But you want to know what the good news is though, Eric, people are starting to stand up. I've been in this for 25 plus years. Uh, in, in a public way. I've been at it longer in, in more of a private way, but 25 plus years on the radio, publicly involved in this. And I'm seeing more people stand up now in the last five years, even two years, than I ever saw before. The idea that a Burgess Owens could win, the idea that a cop like Eric Mutsos could go ahead and stand up and be counted and then organize all these people to stand up for business. Now you have a YouTube video on your website that I just watched. COVID-19 restrictions take parents away from their dying baby. Michelle Stone speaks out. You give her the venue, right? That's right. Yeah, it was a really heartbreaking story. I mean, just their, their family, they, they lost their baby. Um, but it just, it just shows, uh, the interview just shows about how this, this poor family was just being abused by the hospital with these COVID restrictions. They were more worried about her wearing a mask than about the baby's life. You know, they were only going to allow one parent in there while the baby died um, because of COVID. They were only going to, they wouldn't let her get on the helicopter for life flight because of COVID. Um, 
the, the way that they were treating her, you know? And so I just said in the interview, I said, you know, cause the nurse kept coming in, you need to put on the mask. You need to put on the mask. And so I said, was that before or after uh, she made the TikTok video? Yeah. And, and I'm kidding, but at the same time, I'm not these nurses. And I'm not saying all of them because there's some nurses that are speaking out against it. Um, but they're, they're being hailed as heroes because they're in empty hospitals doing TikTok videos while people are dying. Um, and it's not from COVID-19 people are, you know, I just heard of another story down here in Southern Utah where the, the husband, I think he's, you know, 75, he had coronavirus and he was going downhill quick. Well, they, they, they made the wife do a zoom call with him as he died. They made her, they made him jump on a zoom because she, her, her positive or her Corona, you know, COVID test hadn't come back positive or negative. So they didn't know because if she was positive, then they got to, you know, spend their last moments together, but the test didn't come back. So then she had to watch her husband die over a zoom call. Um, It's just disgusting. This whole thing is disgusting. And, and these, these people in the hospitals, when the when the dust settles, you know, you, the state of Utah, they're getting over a hundred billion dollars for coronavirus. New York State is getting two hundred. So why per capita is Utah getting a hundred billion dollars for coronavirus? Yeah, I'm going to tell you why, sir. Because our politicians are especially talented and adept at raping the system to their advantage. That's why, sir. Yeah, exactly. And and thank you for answering. And. And I thought I thought we had the best economy, Sam. I thought we were doing so good economically. Why are we taking a hundred billion dollars? This is this is a this is the biggest scam in world history. Because well, if we don't take the hundred billion dollars, the veneers are going to come off, buddy. Yeah, and so I I would just love to do an investigation on these hospitals. I would love to do an investigation on where this money's going with Governor Herbert, soon to be Spencer Cox. It, it needs to happen. It takes a lot of money and a lot of people to get all this done, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're grateful for your involvement. I'll tell you that right now. EricMutzos.com. Eric, stay there. Kurt's got a couple of stories we want you to weigh in on as well if you've got a couple extra minutes. Absolutely. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by the way, look for Liberty Hall Venue because Saturday night, this Saturday night, the 5th at 6 p.m. and 7.32 showings, nonessentialfilm.com. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. 
Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate you being alongside here on the Liberty Roundtable from the Loving Liberty Radio Network. And your favorite listening option, of course, uh, could be a radio station that's uh, got a lot of courage to carry this program. It could be some other means, but thank you for taking the time to be with us. We have uh, our guest, Eric Mutsos, is with us, and uh, Sam asked me to... uh, Send him a copy of an article that or a headline. I didn't get it sent yet, Sam, but uh, let's do that one first. Um, it says uh, uh, that uh, Sam thought you could respond to this, Eric. It says, headline, Outlaws, Defiant French Priests Break Lockdown Rules to Keep Churches Open to All. Uh, Breitbart headline, Chris Tomlinson's the author, um, and uh, they say they're rejecting the French government's Wuhan coronavirus restrictions by allowing more than 30 parishioners in their churches at one time. So, anyway, any comment? Well, every single person around the world needs to stand up. I mean, it's like, if we don't, if we don't become the light, we just will grow dark with the ways of the world, you know? So the way that I look at it is no matter what profession, um, if you're in a profession, if you're in a church, if you're in any kind of group where you meet, you have to push back. Because if you don't do it, once once the government gains uh, control, that's it. Like, I mean, look, TSA is a perfect example. After 9-11, they created that awful monster of an of a organization called TSA, and where are they? They all, all they've done is just grown bigger and bigger. And so it's just a, if these, if these groups don't stand up, if these artists don't stand up, if, if, if uh, nurses don't stand up, if police officers don't stand up, if politicians don't stand up, it's over. You know, we're, we're going to lose everything that we've, that we've been building for the last 240 years in the United States of America. Very good. The next one, uh, the headline from uh, World Net Daily says, Franklin Graham, colon, vote against demonic agenda in Georgia election. This is not just a political issue. It is a moral and biblical issue. Yeah, it's, and, and he's exactly right. I mean, it's uh, President Trump, I, I hope he, I, I know he knows the weight of it, but he cannot quit. Like, he cannot give up on this. If President Trump gives up, we lose it all. He needs to fight to the very end. And this is something that, in my opinion, what patriots need to fight for 
um, is, is this election, because if it's if it's allowed to be stolen now, we'll never, ever, ever get it back. I, so in the, uh, previous I, don't, hour. I don't deny that you could very well be right, but I pray you're wrong, sir. Yeah, me too. But but how? Yeah. I mean, if, if Biden, if, if Biden's allowed this heist, how how will it ever be fair ever again? Great point. In the previous hour, uh, Sam and I talked about an article from World Net Daily. The headline was uh, Treasonous Enemies Within Three Star General Pushes Trump to Use Emergency Powers. Uh, subheadline Calls on President to Honor Your Oath of Office to Defeat the Deep State Coup. Um, yeah, I'll send it, Sam. Uh, but anyway, uh, in, in that, I don't know if you've heard about it. This guy's uh, name is McInerney. Uh, he said in a November 29th interview, um, he says, when you coordinate six to ten states using cyber warfare to change the outcome of the election in favor of whoever you want, these are treasonous acts. Uh, these are not just fraudulent acts. These are treasonous acts because it means changing the government. And then I asked Sam, uh, you know, when you compare it, that story with the story that goes right along with it where he uh, the headline reads um, uh, the China Connection parent company of Dominion Voting Systems received 400 million from Swiss investment banks, 75% owned by the Chinese government. Um, you know, you could connect the dots and say the Chinese are basically buying our government. Well, you? the Chinese created the hardware for Dominion. People don't know that. Well, yeah, and, we're okay with that. They're our most favored nation trading partner there, gentlemen. Yeah, it's uh, it is treason, and I heard that interview with uh, General Flynn, and uh, what I can't. What did you say, Macaverney or Maca? McInerney. McInerney. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I heard that interview as well, and they're absolutely right. Uh, President Trump has got to fight back against this, and and the FBI. How corrupt are they for coming out? Uh, number one, there there's two things. Either they've got tons. Either they're waiting to finally do the arrest with with uh, Biden, at least his son at minimum, or they're as deep state as you get, and nobody's going to get arrested, um, which which is even scarier. Because well, the, the only FBI, people that are going to get arrested are the good guys like me and you and others, uh, Eric. They'll work out a way to arrest us. I mean, Ammon Bundy served for two years and he was guilty of nothing. So, and the yeah, FBI well, I, got I, caught lying in that case through their teeth, and nobody got. Uh, there's zero yeah, accountability. And yeah, and you're and you're probably right. You know, the good thing that I'm, the one thing that I'm like optimistic about is that <clears throat> if we do what we're if we do what the our conscience tells us to do, and we're um, go with the spirit, then God's going to protect us, just like He protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, it's the same. I thought you thing. were going to say just like you protected Abinadi, but anyway. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. Yeah, he certainly well, you know, can, he maybe, certainly can maybe... protect us, and he certainly will. What we need to realize is it's on God's timetable and God's will, though, and we need to be comfortable with that, right? Yeah, that's right. And and so you're exactly right. And maybe maybe our fate is a Benedict fate, you know, but at the same time, I'm just not going to be counted as somebody who didn't say anything and didn't do anything because liberty— Liberty is a principle of the universe. You know, God, in my opinion, Heavenly Father, he is the epitome of liberty. He, he is liberty. The kingdom of 
heaven is liberty, and there's a spirit about it. Amen and, to that. By the way, Eric Mutzos is talking about, hey, the demonic agenda is going on. The secret combinations are above us. Franklin Graham says vote against the demonic agenda. So that's no doubt what we the people need to do is stand with God and the sacred cause of liberty, stand against Satan's tyrannical plan. Uh, but U.S. newspapers, uh, these guys are treasonous too, Kurt. Well, it's a great point, Sam, and this is a WorldNet Daily piece. says U.S. newspapers got paid millions to publish Chinese propaganda. Wall Street Journal, L.A. Times received hundreds of thousands of dollars for advertising campaigns. Oh, this is a full-on, this is a an arsenal. I mean, we are at war just because there's not a whole bunch of people, you know, at least not yet, dying. You know, with gunshots, we're at war. And this is a full-on attack. And people just, you know, they're worried about taking selfies. And they don't understand that we are under attack. And it's just going to take a few few more uh, a few more moves of them to put us in a complete disarray where we don't have, you know, we're going to be in government bread lines. That's what I've been, that's what I've been saying since April. Are, are, you know, are, don't you think this is a little reckless and selfish that you guys are gathering? I said, is it going to be any more reckless when we're standing in a government bread line six inches away from each other when there's civil unrest? Because that's what's next. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, but they're, you know what? They're going for this. Uh, they're going for broke on this one, uh, is what Absolutely. I see. And that's why, I don't mean to be cynical, but that's why unless enough American people stand up, we're in trouble. We are. And that's why we've got to, that's why you have to, you know, if, if it's Iron County, if I got to move to Iron County from, I live in St. George, if I got to move up to Iron County, that's where I'll go to find refuge. You know, I've been thinking like, oh, we got to, like, get some land, you know, get some start, uh, start doing some of your own personal homestead. And Yeah, I'm going to Idaho. Off. Yeah, well. And I don't think I, Idaho's I, a, a whole lot more liberty-minded, per se, but at least you can get water there. Yeah, yeah, and there's places in Utah. But, the, I mean, isn't it sad that this is where our mind is going, like how we're going to hide from our own government because of how crazy they are? You know, it's just a, it's just really sad. And, and most people in Utah, you know, claim to be God-fearing people, but they put all of their faith in a in a dirty rag diaper to put over your face that doesn't even work. It's um, it's it's really I just cannot believe it. It's, we should have been the city on a hill in Utah. We should have been better than South Dakota, you know. But now, it's like. Who's the best? Well, we got to go to South Dakota to live because our our uh, conservative uh, leaders in Utah have no idea what they're doing. They are so out of their lane. Um, they're wildly, wildly confused on the proper role of government. And and sadly, most I would say ninety percent of the people of Utah are right on board. I almost think that they would, Sam. I almost think that the people of Utah would vote for a king. If if you allowed them, like just put it on the ballot. Do you want a king? Well, especially uh, if they were allowed to use the media to propagandize it first and put it in their friendly perspective. Look what a king could do. A king could stop all these crazy people from just protesting, uh, from people you know acting like they believe in, in you know the Trump 
presidency or this or that or whatever else it could be, and and then make the case, and then they'd put a king up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I, I wouldn't even be surprised if if there was a on the ballot. You want a king? <laughs> Vote yes for a king. <laughs> and people wow. would do it. All right, People there's a teenager in Florida, though, that's bucking the trend. Kurt, final story. Well, it's nice to have a little bit of uh, good news. The headline, Florida teen repairs tattered American flags. 16-year-old Florida boy with autism has made it his life's goal to fix as many American flags as possible. His name is Matthew. His mom told WPEC that the movement of the flag would always help him calm down as a little boy. As he grew older, his love for flags became more of a hobby when he learned to sew American flags with his grandmother. He eventually had enough practice to fix tattered American flags with his own sewing machine. Instead of presents, he would always just want flags for birthdays. Now Matthew's made it his mission to hang as many American flags across Palm Beach County as he can. Uh, Local businesses have supported Matthew, allowing the 16-year-old to take down their tattered flags and replace them. I keep telling him, this is his mom again, uh, I keep telling him he needs to start his business soon because I can't afford to keep buying all these parts. (laughs) When a flag is no longer able to be repurposed, Matt and his family make sure the flag is properly retired according to the U.S. Flag Code. Those in the Florida area who have a tattered flag in need of some tender, loving care are encouraged to visit Matthew's Flags Facebook page to find out more information. And the link is on the story. It's called Florida Teen Repairs Tattered American Flags. And I know he's only one, ladies and gentlemen, but one becomes two. Two become the few. The few become many. And then by our greater numbers do we achieve the great sacred cause of liberty. Eric, my friend, thank you so much, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. So we'll have much. you back soon, brother. Godspeed. We'll see you Saturday. Saturday night, yes. Liberty Hall, ladies and gentlemen, Far West, Utah. Two showings, nonessentialfilm.com, 6 p.m., 7.30 p.m. Be there. Q&A afterwards with Eric Mutzos, ladies and gentlemen. EricMutzos.com. For Sam and Kurt and Eric, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.